When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Are we recording? Yes. Da, 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 da. What's that noise coming from your phone? I am just airdropping parts of these stories to uh, my laptop. This is exciting. We did our own solo Zoom yesterday. We missed Sophie, if you're listening, desperately. I think people we had a laugh. We missed Sophie. You, your story, we... so, uh, Cassie. That about... was probably one of my best stories ever, and I put it in there just for the patrons. And it has stayed with me. This is a story of the kidnapped newborn baby. And... It stayed, I, I, I had a bit of a disturbed sleep after it. Did you? In other words, some things really stick around a bit. That did for me because it, it came up to date. So yeah. anyway, if you if you want to, it's brilliant. But um, it'll be up tomorrow. Today. today. It's, going up in the, it's going up in the Patreon. It was from a Zoom last night, so it'll be up on a video. But uh, excellent. Well done, Cassandra. A great story. So my new, I have this fantastic new um, wealth of stories that I've uncovered. I'm not going to run out of them for ages. And I am getting them where I get most of my information these days from TikTok. So there's lots, there's this massive thing of TikTok true crime in 60 seconds where people go on, they do like a really, really quick, you should look at this case. And they're just like little prompts. You go in then and look at the case. And like they just. that's quick. You can be like, no, 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 no. Moving on. So there was loads of them. There's this one girl who does these photos are not what they seem. And they're like part one to 16. And she just shows a photo and she's like, and here was the murder weapon. It's very good. Okay. So we sat down here a few minutes ago and Sarah said, what about Chrissy Teigen? And I said, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. So then I quickly did a Google and loads of mad stuff is going down with Chrissy. Put your bloody Sorry, your amateur hour over here. Unbelievable. Right. Chrissy Teigen. You know, you're one married to John Legend. Mm-hmm. Loved internet. The lover. Like. So here's a, an article from Elle. A helpful summary of the Chrissy Teigen conspiracy theorist drama. Thank you, Elle. Let's check it out. So apparently she's been embroiled in this baseless conspiracies from alt-right trolls connecting her to convicted our friend Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. 
So the model has been attacked on social media over the last couple of years with claims of an Epstein link. She's even revealed that she's been targeted with photoshopped images of her and her husband, John Lennon, on your man's island. Legend, legend. What did I say? John Lennon. (laughs) Whatever. You know the guy. Singer, singer, singy, singy man. So anyway, those photographs are photoshopped according to Chrissy. So Epstein, obviously we know, died. And October last year, Tegan took to Twitter to open up about the accusations levelled against her and legend by QAnon. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. Everything comes back to QAnon. It's a disgrace. QAnon is a collective term, as we know, but it's a popular far-right, so says L, a popular far-right conspiracy that involves Epstein, but also theorises that liberal-leaning people are members of a global paedophilia network. That's what we know. Well, that's what they are telling us. That's what they're telling us. This is how everyone has been embroiled in it. From the Clintons to the Obamas to the Hanks. So, so poor old Chrissy. I had a real life before this, she said in a tweet that is now private. It's not just weirdos in random towns. All the uh, These people are all over. I hate what some people have become and what social has done for this kind of reach. The fact that I have to learn to let people get away with shit like this is insane to me. In 2017, Tegan addre- addressed a Twitter user who claimed that she was part of a, a part of the Pizzagate thing. You know that, remember? So the model tweeted that she debated saying something about the claims but felt disturbed and scared. She and John threatened legal action and Twitter is believed to have um, de-verified the Twitter account that first accused her of being part of Pizzagate. Yeah, it's a little bit like, it's a huge fucking reach, isn't it? It feels like that way. It just feels like a kind of... I'm one of the cre- people who can't see her tweets anymore. She's gone on to private, Cass. Yeah, but I followed her oh, before. So like she has, I've, I'm on not following her now. Are you verified on Twitter? Do you have I a am, blue tick? yeah, yeah. I'm a journalist. Do all journalists just get it? They did back in the day. <laughs> and they can't take it away. I don't think they can. And I've said some pretty questionable things there. <laughs> At Cassie Lorraine. <laughs> Anyway, that's kind of a snippet of the mad stuff. Like we talked last night, update on G-Lane, who, par- who appears to have been married in the last while, but we don't know to who. Oh, we decided last night that it was a pervert. She's probably married another pervert. She seems to have a thing for them. Yeah. So she, I'll be following. I just cannot get enough of G-Lane Maxwell, Cassandra. I know. It's such, it's the story that keeps on giving though. It just feel, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I heard about it as well. Like loads of people covered it this week. Loads of podcasts of the Daily and I think the Guardian did it. It's a lot about it as well. But apparently she used to have these, you know, she was in that super duper gaff in in New York owned by the Victoria's Secrets. So she was living in that for a period of time. Oh, yeah. So apparently she used to throw these amazing dinner parties and one dinner party. This, was, was this the house in the documentary that has the secret cameras everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the dinner parties, she turned it into some sort of dildo fellatio class where everyone was served on their pl- side plate a dildo and then she gave a fellatio lesson to everyone oh the my god dirty bitch filthy that's like why didn't they just have a nice little tupperware party or I something I mean well it, I guess it's it, kind in some of way it, it, it was a classic similar cream oh no. of the week we've sort of uh, oh I have one okay Irish 13 year old tortures hedgehog to death what yeah, did you not see this in the news? No. This was in the like top line news this week. I'll just bring it up. I just was reading it before we kicked off last night. And I was like, this is fucking 
it's mental oh my god have you ha- do you have it up there I have um, on the Irish examiner just let me scroll down make sure I'm not asked for a paywall no paywall a 13 year old Dublin boy has appeared in court accused of torturing a hedgehog to death in a 35 minute attack I feel sick already horrendous the boy who cannot be named as a minor was charged with animal cruelty offences in connection with the incident on the grounds of a Dublin school on, on a night last September sociopath so the journal's title is boy 13 showed zero remorse after torturing hedgehog to death and then ran off laughing court heard maniacal laughter yeah desperate so apparently he he was belting this poor little yoke around with a big stick oh my god sociopath like for for half an hour we know of all the killers they always start with animals so they're obviously well this is uh, currently ongoing uh case but uh the judge remarked that the offense gave the, okay so they're taking it obviously very seriously because of probably what you said there and there's cctv footage of the animal being attacked for just over half an hour until it stopped moving jesus and the video clearly shows the boy strike the animal more than 130 times oh my god kicking it 13 times hitting it around like a golf ball 42 times poking 24 times, stabbing 21 times and 45 strikes to the head with a stick. What the fuck is going on? Anyway, thankfully, some legal action is being taken. But, you know, kids today. Um, If one of my children, which I don't have yet, were to torture an animal, I would put them away somewhere. Well, that's what's happening here. So he's shown up to... um, to court with his dad so I mean his family are, are obviously like okay well we're here trying to fix the, you know what's we're hoping to rectify the issue with our mad thanks um, did you see the hashtag Cavo 211 Mm-mm. all these amazing um, rich sorority kids in Texas who went off on spring break and this is why Texas is now a hot spot of COVID Tell me more. So Cosmo did this fantastic um, exclusive account of what went down where they interviewed the people who had gone. Basically, there was uh, a bunch of so I reckon probably about 500 kids in the University of Texas, Austin, who had booked this trip to Cabo for uh, spring break. Very American, right? But when they got back, they turned their neighborhood into a COVID-19 hotspot. More than 60 of them tested positive and they became a national symbol of selfishness with their selfies from paradise. Jesus. Just absolutely smeared all over the Internet. So Cosmo have managed to get in touch with a lot of them who are terrified of speaking out about kind of what had happened and why they decided to go. Right. So it all it, this was at the very start of COVID. So it's, this when happened. March. April. This was in March. Okay. So it was when we had started going to lockdown, but it was getting pretty serious everywhere, right? So one of them, who was a sophomore, said, um, a group of us had booked spring break trips with a company called Just College. We were on two chartered flights, one on the Friday and one on the Saturday. It cost about $2,000 a piece. I had worked multiple jobs over the summer to pay for it. The whole day before we left was spent discussing whether we should still go because of coronavirus. Lots of friends were like, who cares if there's a risk? You only live once. I have a friend with respiratory issues. He and I were scared. We texted the trip rep for refunds, but he said no. So we were like, whatever. Okay, let's go. Right. (laughs) So a bunch of kids who knew that it was a problem still decided to go. Right. And then there's interviews with 
the people who didn't go as well. So one of them, Kaya Epstein, unfortunate second name, <laughs> said people in my classes were saying they were still going to go. It rubbed me up the wrong way. Our professors are like, are you sure? So another student, so a lot of the students who went wanted to remain nameless. Um, so one of them said, right before we left for Mexico, I was at the f- a funeral with hundreds of old people. Everyone was hugging and nobody I knew was self-isolating. Um, so off they went, right? And Look, if that person is, you know, you can sort of understand why they would have got, you know, gone. I suppose that early on, although like... And America was behind us. America was a little bit behind us in in the lockdown terms. But like we, that was the week we went into total lockdown. Okay. That was, so we were all supposed, remember we were social distancing for what, like three or four weeks before? That's right. So like it was then everything closed and we were asked to stay in your homes from the like from the it was what the five kilometers radius. It was like the 14th two. of March or something, five. the Friday. OK, because I remember my mom and dad were at home having a glass of wine and then suddenly I had to go into my mom's office and get her stuff because they realized they weren't going to be able to go back into town ever into again. town for the next couple of weeks which and then it turned and that's out to be back in the day before all this kicked off when i didn't drink that regularly so i was able to drive <laughs> and recall those events correctly yeah um totally different worlds we live in now i'm drinking whiskey out of this coffee uh, cup <laughs> so basically they all went off a couple of them went off they said when they got to the airport they realized there was about 50 or 60 percent of people who booked the trip that didn't show up so that's how we ended up with the cabo 211 so they were the people who went they said they were wearing gloves and masks on the plane but once they got to to Mexico they did not act cautiously at all they were selling headbands that said no coronavirus and they were all wearing them in their selfies right one of the the obviously the guys who were in Cabo owning the resorts were like yeah there was no risk here um there was no cases in in Cabo before they came uh, we had hand sanitizer and disinfectant everywhere. There was just people having fun. Like we took precaution essentially, right? And um, there was pool parties. There was uh, concerts. Like there's all these selfies of kids, as you can imagine, college kids all over each other, right? But it transpired that like the 211 kids that went all happened to be part of like the Greek societies in or sororities in the college. So it just became a symbol of total privilege to yeah. go off in the midst of of all this kind of stuff so when they returned a week later they were is when the, when the united states so it was march 20th the united states were reaching a mutual agreement with canada and mexico about restricting restricting non-essential travel across the borders and um, so they realized it was coming really restricted so when they came back into uh texas one of the guys was going into his dorm and instead of saying hello his roommates were yelling at him to take off his clothes and go have a shower so everyone who didn't go on the trip had been watching the news and watching it get They were fucking really bad. raging. Absolutely, right? On one FOMO and then the second, them all sauntering back in, hung over, uh, saying they've had right. a great time. Um, Anybody suffering, probably nobody starting to suffer from symptoms yet. So, but then when they started to suffer from symptoms, they were so afraid that they didn't go immediately and get themselves tested and they were just like going about their days or whatever. Pretending they weren't Ended sick. Up Yes, spreading spreading it it like absolute wildfire. It got to the stage where everybody else was so pissed off with these sororities. They spray painted eat the rich across the (laughs) sorority houses. Right. And then 
the guys who are on the trip start deleting their selfies and like whatever so that people don't know it's them that have gone off. Uh, but people found out that and they started listing all the names on Twitters and the selfies and then everyone's getting death threats and like real intense. Well, the prob- it's, a, it's, a ge- it's a thing because let's say your parent dies. Yeah. You can trace this back to having been in the company of this person. It may not, I mean, you can never tell for sure whether it was this person. But the fact is now Steve has killed your dad. Yeah. I mean, that's legitimate it's a total thing. thing like there was one story it was on um leah hines's podcast how to fall apart it, a woman called siobhan was talking about her mother was the third person to die from it and her mother had been at home because she'd only recently gone through a kind of a spat of illness and the only people who could have brought it in were her carers of course or Jesus. like yeah. family it's, it's just it's so tragic like and it's hard not to feel anger if of that's course. the reality of the situation, right? So these kids then started getting so so freaked out and annoyed that they were just kind of not isolating, but not bringing themselves forward as people who'd been in contact. So they just messed up the whole contact tracing thing. But did they even have any contact tracing in place? Well, in if the like one at that point, what state were they in? I think contact. Yeah, no contact. Not the proper contact tracing. But if you know that you were on a flight with someone who had it, you're supposed to get make tested yourself known. and okay. make yourself known. But a lot of them didn't. And like some of them, the kids were like, yeah, once we got to Mexico, we just, we didn't, we didn't behave ourselves at all. There was no kind of um, social distancing. Once you've taken a drink, I mean, it's all over once once you've had a drink. Oh, totally. Then it got to the stage where they're getting such bad kind of threats and cyberbullying that the kids who didn't go, who were commenting on their pictures saying you're bringing back coronavirus and like you're, you're so selfish and eat the rich and all this kind of stuff. They were the ones who got disciplined by the college. So the Cabo 211, classic, rich, privileged Greek sororities got away scot-free. But Texas then had an absolute huge spike in coronavirus. There you go. So hashtag Cabo 211. Very entertaining to read through. Entertaining to read the Cosmo piece as well because there's still that like real enjoyable young lack of awareness for their actions but that's just a that's how we all behave at that age i mean yeah oh totally that's like 18 90 they're like oh they're, they're like still it for the world to see yeah and they're still their biggest concern is making sure nobody finds out that they went there rather than a section of those people right that are aware and ref- don't want to be online at all do you think there's a percentage of people in their early 20s now who are like, look, I don't want in on this at all. And don't want to have their picture. Do you think there's anybody operating like that in that I smart don't know. way? I, I don't know. Or is it just that you miss out on too much if, if you're not sort of... Do you know? Do, is there any way even to control that now? Probably not. You're at a party, you know. But you can't control... I suppose you can't even control if you appear in, in, in the back, in the back or else. Photograph. Yeah, exactly. like it's, imp- it's impossible to control yeah anyway here we are back in we were just discussing there how amazing the new studio is gonna be everything worked out well at the end of the day there was a catastrophic week and then things started i guess it couldn't have gotten much it can always get worse but it couldn't have gotten much worse it was last week i was quaking with the stress you saw me a few days and you'd be forgiven for thinking i had parkinson's you was going wrong. It, there was a physical shake and then the hives started. The hives started getting itches. Yeah. Um, the Everything was going wrong. But I stuck to my guns. I 
refused to back down. I was in some tricky situations. And now I feel like a true adult because I came out of it. We found a new office. All is going to be fine. And the lesson was don't fucking act. Just take a minute. You don't have to respond yes. immediately to anything yeah. unless you're in immediate d- physical if there's danger. Some, if there is some big mean person standing over you telling you that you owe them money for something you feel you do not owe them money for. Just take a minute. Just take a minute. Don't give in. Yeah. You, maybe you don't. So you want to hear about my story? Here's two. Here, you can have one of two stories. Excellent. Well, we're going to get both probably y- for the y- hype. You can have, first one, you can have spiders on drugs or disappearing lighthouse men. Oh, disappearing lighthouse men to begin with. Oh, all right. I was sure you were going to go spiders on drugs. So I had that tab open. This is the story of the Flannan Isles disappearing lighthouse men. Three of them. The year was 1900. I don't know a lot about lighthouse people, but I do know you would have to be strange on some level to take that gig because you're fucking alone all of the time in a lighthouse. There's no corners in a lighthouse. It's a disturbing place. Have you ever, ever felt like this? How strange things happen. Are you going round the twist? Oh, Sophie's going to be so annoyed that she's not here and we're allowing each other to sing because usually we don't. Because it encourages her and then she takes over in a singing song fashion. She's our own little Susan Boyle. Um, right, the year was the 1900s, right? According to the Northern Lighthouse Board, a tra- the tragedy came to light after the master of this boat called Hesperus, uh, this captain guy named James Harvey, sent a telegram on December 26th, the day after Christmas, about missing these missing men. So Captain Harvey had asked his assist, the assistant light key- lighthouse keeper, Joseph Moore, who was aboard the Hesperus on his way to provide relief duty. So this boat, Hesperus, was coming over with the new lighthouse man um, by the name of Joseph Moore to relieve one of the lads, you know, whose shift was over. Yeah. And uh, so they were coming in trying to get the lighthouse's attention and they weren't able, there was nothing happening on the lighthouse. So they were like, what the fuck is going on? Where are the lads? If you're a, per- what, they're sorry, what's the word for a person who mans a lighthouse? A ma- whatever. A lighthouse manager, man? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, you're not allowed to leave your post. That's the whole fucking point of this. Yeah. You have to be there doing the light to warn ships about rocks and how close ships are to the the coast so that they don't wreck themselves. Here arrived the boat with the replacement lighthouse man. So they sent Moore out to the lighthouse on a small boat. And when Moore returned to the ship, he reported the three men's disappearance. So Captain Harvey composed this telegram. This is the boat captain. On our arrival there this afternoon, no sign of life was to be seen on the island. Uh, We fired a rocket, but as no response was made, so they landed. Moore, the replacement lighthouse man, went up to the station, but found no keepers. Oh, yes, 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 yes. When you say it now, you're kicking yourself because you knew it there somewhere. It's one of those things. Anyway, you couldn't find no keepers. So the clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that an accident must have happened. 
they reckon about a week previous the accident happened. So after investigating the lighthouse, Moore wrote a letter detailing his observations. He says, now there is nothing to give us an indication that it was there the poor men lost their lives, only that Mr. Marshall had his sea boots on and his oilskins and Mr. Ducat had his sea boots on. He had no oilskins, only an old waterproof coat. And that is a way. It's the oldie language stuff here. <laughs> Presumably, he, he's just assembling items that he could see around. So, uh, do, and the third guy, Donald MacArthur, had his wearing left coat left behind. No, it's poor, this guy, poor translation. So, he, Donald MacArthur had left his coat behind, which shows that he went out in a shirt, sleeveless, it says here. So, from that, it looked like two of the keepers. All their, their oil skins, their boots were gone, indicating they'd left in the gear. One of them looked like he'd left all his gear behind and ran out just in his shirt, right? So it appeared all the three lighthouse staffers had left their posts at the same time, a move that is against lighthouse protocol. Oh, God. According to Historic UK, uh, according to this Historic UK. So the NLB then dispatched a superintendent, Robert um, Muirhead to further investigate. So Muirhead completed his report on January the eighth uh, in nineteen oh one. So we just there. So the three lighthouse keepers were men of their time, quiet, practical, and not easily given in to superstition, which makes the final entries in the lighthouse log a little unsettling. So when you're in the lighthouse, you're, they have, a, I guess, a log, an everyday log, and it's sort of weather stuff, boats coming and going. I don't know. I guess, you know, that kind of stuff. So here we are on December 12th. Here's the first log. Gale, north by northwest. Sea, lashed to fury. Storm bound, 9 p.m. Never seen such a storm. Everything ship shape. Ducat, one of the keepers, irritable, 12 p.m., storm still raging, wind steady, storm bound, cannot go out, ship past sounding foghorn, could see lights of cabin, Ducat, quiet, MacArthur, crying, poetic, December 13, storm continued through the night, wind shifted west by north, Ducat, quiet, MacArthur, Praying. <laughs> 12, so, 12 noon. Not Grey daylight. Me, Ducat, MacArthur, praying. Wow. December 15th. 1pm. Storm ended. Sea calm. God is all over. Excited for Christmas. <laughs> so... When the replacement lighthouse keeper, Joseph Moore, arrived and opened the door to the lighthouse... Uh, he was greeted by a strange sight. There was evidence that whatever fate had befallen the keepers had come suddenly. The front door was half open. A half-eaten meal of mutton and potatoes sat on the table and a chair was on its side. Strangest of all, the clocks had stopped working with no explanation as what? to why. What a strange thing. Like, why would the like more than one clock stop at the same time? Yeah, so weird. Unless they were plugged in and then the... the Unlikely. Clocks tend to be just batteries, don't they? For that reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ship Herspus arrived at Flannan's to make a routine stop, delivering supplies to the three keepers, dropping off this relief lighthouse keeper, Joseph Moore. So first the ca- the captain 
and crew noticed the lighthouse itself was dark and things only got stranger. There weren't any flags flying over the lighthouse, which there should have been, and none of the keepers came down to meet the crew or respond to a signal flare from the boat. Moore had to climb the treacherous stairs up to the lighthouse in the dark to investigate. British historian Mike Dash, who wrote the investigative piece The Vanishing Lighthouse Men of Eileen Moore, that would be the island, uh, claims that due to bad weather, no one showed up to the lighthouse until December 26th. So evidently, the West Landing had been exposed to heavy weather at some time between the previous relief on December 7th and Moore's return on the 26th. So all those kind of weird log entries took place in that time. So presumably they were waiting on this relief. They were just there too long. Yeah. But this massive storm took place. So they survived that storm that we know because at the end it says God is good and everyone had stopped praying. So anyway, the that investigative piece, right, The Vanishing Lighthouse Men, according to this guy who wrote it, some residents nearby on the island would visit the Flannans in the summer. And when they got up to the island, um, all of them uncovered their heads. They made a turn sunways around, thank God for their safety, like a kind of a ritualistic kind of behaviour that has developed over time, but a sort of God so the Lewis inhabitants performed these kind of strange rituals on the island. So when they come, here it says, here he says in quotes, so when they are come within about 20 paces of the altar, they all strip themselves of their upper garments at once <gasps> and their upper clothes being laid upon a stone which stands there on purpose for that use. All the crew pray three times before they begin following the first day they say the first prayer advancing towards the chapel on their knees the second prayer is said they go around the chapel and the third is said hard or by the chapel and this is their morning service anyway does this make any sense probably not all right so look this is what we think might have happened here so all this mad kind of religious-y stuff was got but this was the year 1900 people were doing strange things weirdos it was a different time weirdos but also the storms that took place around this lighthouse were pretty fucking epic as well. So what it looks like happened to these three men was after that log took place. So they said about, they reckoned that they'd been gone about a week before they were found to not be there anymore. Yeah. That a huge storm had taken place. Two of the keepers who were dressed in their oilskins and boots went down because they had been fined uh, the previous year because they hadn't stored their shit properly outside. Yeah. And some of it got damaged. And I think they'd done the same thing. They're like, shit, we've got to go down and get those ropes and stuff we never didn't store. So two of them left. They were like, you hold down the fort, third guy, MacArthur. Mm-hmm. We'll go sort the box out. So they reckon the two lads were there locking up all the ropes and shit. Huge wave came, sucked them away. Or they'd been there long enough so that the third keeper was like, look, I've got to go find out where the fuck these lads yeah, are. Yeah. Went down to get them. They were struggling with the box. Big wave. Took the three of them. And they were gone. That was it. That was Jesus. it. They were dead. And uh, apparently people, there's like haunted tours that happen around the lighthouse. The, the next kind of, the guys, who because the lighthouse is still there, the next guys who took the next keepers who came were reported. Totally grand. Reporting sounds of sort of voices through the wind. Oh, that's just waves. But you know what I mean? You're by the seaside. It's loads of things. But it's a funny, it's a funny job. I seriously think there's something about having no corners in it. Do you ever go into an old, uh, like a tower room? Yeah. Very weird space to be in. Yeah, very impractical, really. Very, can't hang a picture. 
or like put a sofa yeah. against the wall. Just a series of little cushions. Um, that's Sorry, awful. that's kind of the story, but it's sad, isn't it? Very sad. I was actually out for my swim uh, at the weekend. <laughs> After a week of stress, I was like, Do you know, it'll help me. I'll get into the sea, love the sea. And like that, I was out at the Vico Bads, swimming, very crowded group of people. Yeah. And then I tried to get out and a massive wave came and just smacked me against the rocks. Look, I'm a big boo-boo. But it was absolutely... Jesus Christ, that's quite a number. Gushing blood. blood. But you know when you're in the sea and you get an injury? Can't feel it. Can't feel it. So I got out like, I mean, there was blood. I was dripping blood. I was walking past people and they were like... Did anyone help you? They did. Some people offered tissues. At one stage, someone was like, please take this tissue. You're a visual assault. It was all down my leg. It was pretty gruesome looking. So if you were at the Vico... That's last Sunday. There's a few things to watch out for. That. Then there's the jellyfish. Yeah. Then there's the seals trying to fuck you. This is a thing that happens because I often... I realise seals were such randy bastards. Very. It was just the dolphins. And like the head, the jaw of a seal could be like a mouth of a badger and the head of a dog oh. and then the body of a mermaid. So the seal will think you if you're in a wetsuit. Or another or seal. Or another seal. A horny little seal. That's it. And uh, we'll come and try to give you the... And there's a particular... See, obviously, it's mating season, so it's pre-spring when all the little pups would come. So I guess it's sort of wintry time or something that they'd be doing all the riding. I guess. Yeah. Is that the same? Is this like a season of small seals? Anyway, so you'd to be watching out for that as well. And also the nude kind of gentleman. Specifically, the one welcoming nude man who... Is there every single day, you know, the Vico nudie beach swimmers? Oh, yeah, I saw one of them standing proudly with his little sausage out in the sun. And he is mahogany. Yeah. And he drinks a own brand little cola. Mustache. Two litre cola bottle. Um, little moustache. Little moustache, man. Yeah. yeah. Little yeah. moustache, little sausage. There's lots of things to be looking out for now in the sea, isn't there? One time I stood on a sea anemone. You know what that is? Like a spiky thing. And it was in my foot for two weeks, one of the spines. And I was like, the, how do I get it? I was at it with like a tweezers and everything. It was sort of swelling up in the ball of my foot. And then one day I was like, fuck this. And I just squeezed my whole foot and it came out. It was about an inch and a half long. It was unbefucking leaveable. I like rage squeezed it out. Deadly. Um, excellent. Okay. Have you got a little quickie? Do I have a quickie? Um... I do have a quickie that I'll tell you and then I'll because I have I have a really long one. I teased it last night. The Johnny Gosh. OK, I'll tell a quickie. Yeah. Um, do it. Do you remember that Montauk monster? No. It's a few years ago. Uh, so local youths found it, sold it to the paper. It's like this kind of something uh, uh, like a thing washed up on a beach. It looked like nothing anyone had ever seen before. Like the body of a like the body of a pig, sort of the hind legs of maybe a baby human. What? And it had two flippers on its front legs. It had a beak at the front of its mouth and like loads of teeth behind it. But the thing about it is, like loads of this mad shit washes up. But the problem is, the sea does be bloating things. And like when animals rot and carcasses, it could be an owl. I think it's, I'm not sure it's an owl, but... Uh, you're right it's something it's definitely they've discovered it to be something sort of normal so uh, this guy Larry Penny right experts confirmed it was nothing more than a deep it was a raccoon carcass oh hideous 
Well, kind of. They they're front of their mouths. So the so let's see now, which matched the dental and skeletal points, but it was missing its upper jaw. Okay. Anyway, so that's kind of mad shit that's washed up on beaches. Mad stuff has washed up. Oh, did we give you the update of the two? We did. We did that. The two the bodies. Updated the bodies the, found on TikTok. Yeah. So there's this story, right, of Cheyenne Antoine. Stop you there. Is it Shan? No, Shy- no, it's Cheyenne. Cheyenne. C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E. Oh, say Annie. Cheyenne. That's awful. I'm going to get cancelled. But I actually, you know what? I'm okay if I get cancelled for this because I probably have said she- some pretty awful things. Oh. This person, Cheyenne. No, me. You. Fine. Cheyenne and her pal Brittany were chilling so Cheyenne was 21 and she was chilling with her best friend Brittany and they were going like bar hopping in 2015 and um, they're out having a bit of crack or whatever at the start of the evening classic girls night out take a selfie getting ready and they posted it on Facebook norm absolutely norm core right so the two went drinking and and then apparently they got into an argument right and Cheyenne says that she stormed off and she left her friend Brittany after the argument right but the next day Brittany turns up dead so according to Cheyenne she had left Brittany chatting to a guy at a bar the next day she posted on Facebook she posted on Brittany's wall being like where are you haven't heard from you and then it was then that Brittany's after that Brittany's body was found the photo had sa- had shown the pair standing side by side with the caption reading out and about with my girl so beautiful they were drinking and smoking marijuana. Well, that would... Yep. No. Um, but anyway, it transpired that Brittany had been strangled. And she was found... Uh, a, she was The body was found with a belt beside it near a landfill on the outskirts of Saskatoon. Yeah. Saskatoon. Is that a place? They're yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Saskatoon. Um, Saskatoon. Google. Pronounce it. No. Um, a passerby had found the body on the morning of March 25th. Dreadful. Awful, right? Oh, so the Facebook post actually read, where are you? Haven't heard from you. Hope you made it to home safe. Um, from uh, from, from Cheyenne to Brittany on her page, right? Because um, she'd left her talking to a man. Weird to write that post. Okay, fine. What year, and 2015. What year are we? Okay, maybe to do not a public weird. Facebook post? Um, I can't tell. Oh, maybe, maybe not. Five years ago, they were probably doing. I feel like you're setting us up. Are we to... Ha- okay, come on. Give us more. She wrote that post. She Where wrote that you? post. Where are you? Hope you made it home safe, right? But authorities then began looking for... They interviewed Cheyenne and Cheyenne told them that she was... Brittany had been talking to a guy. Started looking for a suspect. Cheyenne, all the while of the murder investigation going on, was writing on her Facebook page being like, Miss you so much. Wish heaven had visiting hours so I could come and see you. But eventually it was Facebook that actually brought Cheyenne down. So they were using Facebook and the photos to track their movements before the murder, picking holes in Cheyenne's alibi. And eventually they came across the selfie. And in the picture, Cheyenne is wearing the belt they found beside Britney's body. Out the murder weapon of here, yeah. <gasps> you fucking arsehole. Yeah. So what the fuck? How did? So I don't know. We don't. She says. So Cheyenne says that she was this definitely the cause of Brittany's death. Strangulation by, by this, this belt. belt. The belt was beside the body, right? And Cheyenne then 
under pressure, f- felt pressure mounting, eventually confessed to it, but said she had no recollection of strangling her. But I mean, like... okay. I mean, this happens all the time. This is like, you covered this with the sleepwalking. I mean, it's all a bit convenient. Yeah. So she's saying she had a sort of what? So she says she doesn't remember strangling her, but she doesn't dispute that she killed her. I mean, So it's like, I mean, it's plausible. I probably strangled her. Don't remember the details. But how did she then get, I mean, how did they all get to the landfill? Weird, yeah. Bizarre. But they're on this kind of like bar hopping. They've gone to house parties. They've gone to a few bars. They're out and about like they're, Fucked, I'd say, drunk. But like putting smoking. the belt around, some like you would taking the belt Brittany off. Brittany was completely pa- paralytically drunk. Yeah, you know, and then your one was just like, I'll just slide this over her head. I couldn't be arsed bringing this fucking. It's the taxi soilage charge she was trying to avoid. We've all been there, Cass. Yeah, uh, but that is, and then what happened? So then uh, she confessed or whatever. And she faced seven years in prison, which isn't a lot. She was faced with second degree murder because I don't think it was premeditated. Said, I never will forgive myself. Uh, nothing I say or will ever do will bring her back. I'm very, very sorry. It should never have happened. There you go. Well, sure, that's a confession. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. How did it... So mad, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's mad because it's so rare that girls... You know what I mean? But that's just not our MO. I think women are poisoners. Slower deaths. Slower, yeah. Not in it for the kind of thrill killers. Not really. Historically, we were just kind of secretive killers. Maybe. Weird. Um, True. Oh, yeah. We're experts on blood cleaning. We know to go in there with a cold, cold bucket. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that true? Yes. Cold rather than hot to clean up blood. Because the blood coagulates or something with heat. So you ah, can get rid of it easier. together. It. Yeah. You get that clots up easy. Yeah. Fucking genius, guys. Um, also saw this new. genius thing on on the internet. Someone, a woman being like, every time I listen to true crime and I just like something, a page out of my own book, giving out about how they never bury the body deep enough. They're like, just dig a, <laughs> dig a deeper fucking hole. Because the cadaver dogs can The smell. cadaver dogs smell it, right? But she was like, no, what you need to do is dig a nice deep hole. No, no, vertically. vertically. They don't see the satellite. Satellite? If you bury it like lying. Oh, oh. Jesus. Just, anyways. If, if you, you, you're right. The shape of the coffin shape would be a giveaway. But like a vertical hole feels like, you mean you'd hard. be you're, Yeah. Maybe not. But clever no, girl. Clarice. This is this is so. Um, executive producer Sarah said you should be burying your dead bodies vertically. But not speaking from experience. What you should actually do is dig a nice deep hole, bury the body, put a bit of soil on top of that. Dead dog. Dead, dead dog. dog. Dead dog. Dead dog on top of that, and then soil. So if they come along, they you see t- the disrupted soil, and the cadaver sets the cadaver dogs off. They start digging. Where are you going to find? They find a dead, a dead dog. dog. I mean, if you've killed someone, I'm sure you're going to kill a dog. Not necessarily. Sociopaths. We've seen this behavior before. Maybe that's what the he- hedgehog kid was doing. That's lining it. up for his to... next kill. Yeah, he just killed a small... Oh, God, no. He's killed something small. Um. So, yeah, poor Cheyenne. Not poor Cheyenne. Poor Britney's dead and Cheyenne's in prison. Absolutely. Britney's dead and she's in prison for murder. But she did no attempt to kind of... Dis- she left the body, left her belt there too. But then in the days afterwards, she covered it up. She was posting on her Facebook wall. She Sorry, she did the whole I hope right. you got home safe thing to throw the investigators off during the murder investigation. So sorry, I miss you so much. You know, 
Yeah, not great. Did she have a history of being a total fucking arsehole? Also, also, sorry, crucial point to this. They did not discover that evidence and they did not point the finger at Shen until three years after Britney's death. So she got away with it for three fucking years. Until somebody took a good look at the photographs. Until they were going back over the case and looked at the photographs and then and then spotted the belt. Get and she did not at that point in three here. years think to fucking delete that picture. Or confess. Yeah. Mad. What mad three years she would have spent. Anyway, that is absolutely amazingly strange did it all just come up this year three years later yeah three years so later what, 2018 yeah she was uh she was charged so she's like fresh in prison as well relatively yikes probably got covid, COVID. probably was released mm-hmm. fucking hell that guy that absolute anal gland that uh trump just released there roger stone Released from prison. Roger Stone is worth an, like a whole creep episode in and of itself. He actually started off working for Nixon, uh, President Nixon, during the kind of tapes, you know, all that. Anyway, so he was kind of a pure, a, polit- a political pure mover and shaker, man, you know, manipulator behind the scenes guy. Kind of probably a bit of a genius at it. Uh, a spin doctor type of character. But um, equally, probably the most evil man alive. So he he was hired, with, you know, he was probably, he was friends with Trump for years before the, the presidential bid. And pr- Trump took him on to kind of head up that stuff. And um, he ended up being prosecuted for fornicating with the enemy and went to prison because he should have gone to prison. He did, and he was, he's a gross fucking arsehole. And then, Trump just uh, what do you call it when they just let him out expunged yeah. yeah something to do with, I think he's still considered to be a felon but because of COVID and the danger in prison yeah. so anyway that was amazing thank you very much Cassie for I have spiders on drugs and I also have a farmer drowning a baby alien three times for the hive what so come on come on in should it tickle your you know fancy okay Thank you all so much for listening. We miss you, Sophie. Well, oh, hopefully back uh, next back week. Soon. Everything crossed. And uh, thank you all for that Zoom. Thank you to our patrons. So much support and love. <laughs> like and subscribe. Subscribe. Maybe do a review if you want to. Only if it's nice. Or Only gas. If it's nice. Or very, very funny. Yes, very important. Those fucking reviews. We talked about them at the time. Still crack me up. I still go back and read. They're so funny. They're very, very good. Uh, thank all you right. so much. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.